Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. For today's conversation, we had the beautiful opportunity to sit with the incredible multidimensional soul being Meredith Ann White. Meredith is an artist amongst many things. She is actually a childhood friend, Valentina and Meredith. Well, our families grew up together and Valentina and Meredith have been friends. They were friends in kindergarten. So our journeys go way back. Everybody went off in different directions and it's so beautiful to meet each other back here in this space, sharing such parallel journeys that are deeply committed to healing, to coming home to ourselves. And in this conversation, we deep dive into all of that and what Meredith's journey has been in regards to the way that her art practice and coming back into her body, learning to say no, learning to really honor the truth of who she is, how all of that has manifested in just overall a more beautiful state of mental health. Yeah, we dove into boundaries. We dove into really respecting and listening to our bodies and using our bodies as guides in this lifetime, which has been a theme in our podcast for these last few podcasts, which I love that it keeps coming up because it's so, so real. And Meredith really, really embodies that that wisdom. And you can yeah. see it through, you know, if you just follow her on Instagram, read a few captions and what... I said it in this podcast, what really just comes to me when I dive into Meredith's world is grace and awake. She's yeah. really awake to who she is, really, even, even knowing that this is a winding road, right? as she references in this podcast, even knowing that we wake up every day, having it be a day of surrender, having it be a day of what is life going to give us, but being conscious within every moment so we can really be alive in this lifetime and really be awake to who we are in this lifetime and juice this life for everything it's worth in this lifetime. So this was a beautiful conversation. So excited to share it with you guys. And with that pretty mental family, let's take in a deep breath. And tune in. Before we jump into the episode, we want to highlight our sponsor, Conscious Conversion, recently known as Resonate with Sarah. Conscious Conversion is a holistic multimedia marketing agency for thought leaders of the new paradigm. We love them because their main mode of operating, which also filters out the clients they bring on, is making sure that the message is in alignment 
with your mission in the world and that your mission in this world is in alignment with where the plan is heading right now, that your mission is here to help awaken the planet and move evolution forward. Whatever your offering is, they use Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram ads to cut through the clutter of the internet and amplify your message on a massive scale. They also offer organic social media, copywriting, and so much more. We'll link their website in the show notes if you guys are interested in more information. We highly suggest you check them out if your ears perk up when you hear this. And now back to our episode. It is July 9th, 2021. We are opening up the space, calling in our higher selves, calling in our ancestors, our angels, our spirit guides. As we open up this space for deep, vulnerable truth, as we meet ourselves and each other with grace, with love, with vulnerability, opening up the container for conversations, for messages, for healing messages, for ourselves, for our community, for everyone they come in contact with, and for the evolution of the universe. We open this space up with love and with gratitude and meeting ourselves deeply where we're at, allowing whatever messages to come through. The portal is open. Meredith. Hello, hello, and welcome to Pretty Mental. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, I already feel comfortable because I've known y'all for just so long. So it's wild. It's Valentina, wild. Valentina and Meredith started being friends in what, like kindergarten? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Matt, your brother, was one of my first guy friends. Mm-hmm. Back to the the super curly afro days. <laughs> it's so strong. Uh-huh. It's so good. All of our hair, my whole family, our hair is just beautiful. So oh my god, yeah. wild! I love it. <laughs> yeah, wild. we love your yeah. family. <laughs> we love you. Aww. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we are so excited to have you on today. And how about you just begin by introducing yourselves to our community? Yeah, my name is Meredith. I go by she, they pronouns. And yeah, I mean, I'm a queer artist, but I use artists pretty loosely these days because my work has now really shifted to be in tandem with like spirit and deeply with community and just a daily practice. And so allowing myself to find that that practice often shifts quite a bit, depending on like the phase or the season or where I'm living, where I'm traveling. And then this last year in the container of not traveling, it's really been heightened on like my immediate community of neighbor and like house and neighborhood and city. And again, that has really allowed me to be much more present with what I experience every day because I was seemingly doing a lot of the same tasks and seeing the same people every day. But I found that once I started to really pivot and observe those tasks, I was actually met with like just so much more awe and like, again, surrender to yeah, the ritual of like treating our everyday moments as if they are magic. 
because they are. And now a lot of my projects and ideas have pivoted because of those like everyday practices. Yeah, I observe that from just looking at all your captions on Instagram. I'm like, you seem to be very awake and very conscious to all of your interactions, your relationship with food, your relationship with the land, your relationship with your spirit's relationship with this human incarnation of who you are in this lifetime and who you're really stepping into. It's for me, what I just, what kept coming into my mind was waking up, waking up, waking up. For sure. And it took a lot of deconstruction and is still taking a lot of deconstruction of what I thought was like my reality, what I thought was my purpose, what I thought was like my goal or goals and sort of like reframing what my abundance can feel and look like. And that's been, I, I, I do tarot as well. So it's been a lot of like tower moments of just like things completely like crumbling to ashes and then having like a rebirth moment of like rebuilding from seemingly the crumbles. But, you know, it's like the Phoenix moment of like, actually that's where the rebirth is and the beauty is. And so I think this year felt very explosive in a lot of ways, but now looking back, and with time and have like having some healing in that it's like, I actually feel like very tender about it. It's wild how that, you know, what we often refer to as awakening, or even the healing journey, how much of it consists of deconstructing, basically all these narratives that are ultimately illusions, in regards to who we are, who we should be, what is worthy, what is not worthy what counts as a valuable life, what counts as a valuable person versus, you know, just starting to identify, okay, like, where did these narratives come from? Who made this up? When I un we all unconsciously subscribe to them just because we were born into them. So, so much of that journey is identifying what those are so that we can release them and decide for ourselves. And that's so much of what I see you doing, Meredith, which I actually think it's kind of like, it's kind of the artist's journey. You know, any artist that really chooses to embark on their art as a really deep process and not just something that's commercial, there's something about art that lends itself so incredibly to that deconstruction process. Definitely. And it's been a lot of just like giving myself permission to shift to because I think I had a lot of expectation of like what that narrative might look like in like a sort of linear way. Like, okay, this is where I'm at as an artist now. And this is like what my next logical step should be. And then feeling that sort of expectation being projected on me, like from some of what I thought my community was of like, well, what's next for you? And like, what space are you going to show in? Or like, you know, these... I don't know, I guess these like idealized goals that I always carried for myself. And yeah, and then like the more I started deconstructing, like, okay, like, well, you know, where do I feel called to be? And where do I feel called to speak or not speak? And maybe it's just me observing. So it was kind of like feeling very called to be saying and doing more, but also finding this like tension because... There was so much I needed to dismantle internally before I felt like I even had the 
voice or perspective or vision of like what I wanted to create yet, you know? So again, it was like coming back to body, like coming internally, starting to like unpack all these narratives, starting to like watch things that made me feel uncomfortable, read things that made me feel uncomfortable, talk to people that were like, it was challenging, you know, because like, again, I come from like a privileged stance, like I'm a white body person and there was just a lot of unrest I was feeling internally again. And so I just really having to sit with that and still sitting with that, I will forever sit with that. But also in that, like being a woman and being a queer person, there are many nuances to all of these things and we feel like many containers. And so always pushing myself to, I don't know, like I've just always wanted to grow. I never fit in like one space or like one group or one box, whatever. And I've always really liked that about myself. But again, it can be very uncomfortable and very lonely. Um, And especially as an artist, when you feel like very misunderstood or isolated. And again, this year was like very isolating for most of us in many regards. So yeah, very internal year, (laughs) for sure. You know, you know, what happens in that deconstruction healing process, I think, is that experience of feeling isolated or alone is very common because you realize that a lot of the friends and community that you had built, you built when you were still deeply wounded and not awake Mm -hmm. to yourself. And, And then when you start waking up to that, it's like, oh, damn. So now I have to reevaluate my whole life. And it takes courage to do that. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And finding the footing for like the spaciousness and relationships without necessarily telling someone that they're wrong because a lot of it was like, hey, this is just where I'm at. And like, I genuinely like need time and, and spaciousness just to dig into this shit. And a lot of people just not understanding that and me just having to find a way to be okay, you know, with like allowing that to be the case. And that's also really hard. <laughs> Yeah, that actually that's I was reading one of your captions and you were saying how now it's almost like you're having to get used to being known as the aggressive one because for so long you were the quiet one because for so long you were more focused on being the glue that kept everything together and everything safe and calm and now realizing that that's just just realizing that that's not who you are. That's not who you want to be and really stepping into the the as you called it the vessel of change. Yeah, and I think I've always been an observer I've just through like photography and a lot of my work I just sit and watch and I love watching people interact and I love community in those ways and like I'm always sketching at events and like always doing this stuff and I think people often muddle observation from like naivety in a way like just because I'm not saying something doesn't mean I'm not aware that it's happening and then having to pivot and being more vocal as I started to really set like firmer boundaries with how I show up in a space. If I even show up in that space anymore, how I interact, like not only, you know, because of COVID, like having tension being met because some people responded to it in very different ways that I just didn't feel comfortable with, or also, you know, like really coming out as like a queer person. And a lot of people saying like, yeah, we're okay with it. We see you. And then not, you know, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, but also like 
just because you're not actively speaking doesn't mean that you don't know something is happening. And I've often just found to like save my energy um, sometimes because sometimes the conversation just like isn't worth having. But then also there are moments where I'm like, you know what, it actually is. And this is going to take a lot out of me and I'm going to be seen as like, maybe a shitty person or maybe yeah the aggressive one but people will start to see the value of when I do say yes to something that like I actually really authentically want to be there and show up there because when I say no like it's a hard no and so when I say yes it means like all of my boundaries are being met I feel safe I feel lovely you make me feel lovely and like yes I would like to be there Mm. That is such an important aspect of this conversation on boundaries because so many people, I actually ran into difficulties with this recently too, um, because so many people are raised to believe, you know, and you grew up in families where yes means I love you, Mm -hmm. where yes Yes. means I'm willing to do anything for you. You know, I'll sacrifice myself for you. So that means I love you. So if you say no to me, that means you don't love me. When we've come to associate yes with I care about you, it becomes difficult to hear a no and not take it personally. Absolutely. And what I ran into is that probably the majority of the world is still functioning on that narrative. Fully. Mm -hmm. Fully. I've run into that as well, too, where people I've been told more than once by people close to me, I'm scared of your boundaries. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, when Valentina says no, we know. I'm like, well, well, yeah. When I say no, it's no. (laughs) What? And I just so relate to the notion of when you said now you may have to be seen as the the aggressive one because there were for so long, I, you know, I can't not put up my boundaries. That's something since I was young, I'm like, if I, if my body is rejecting this, I have to listen. I have to listen or else I would like, I mean, Paula can vouch for me. My fucking, I'll I'll break out in hives. Like my body shows. There's a very small filter between what comes in and what goes out. So I have to fucking listen. (laughs) It's so wild. (laughs) And (laughs) I, yeah, when Valentina, yeah, when Valentina's spirit or body is like, no, there's very little wiggle room. (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. I'll start falling asleep all over the place if I do things I don't want to do. I love like, that. I mean, I feel the same. Like I, and now because I'm aware of it, like if I move into a space, like the last few months I've been feeling more fluid because I did so much boundary work that now things feel a lot less triggering to me than what they used to be. So my boundaries are like definitely just a little bit more flexible um, because instead of me running into someone and being like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. Like, I can't see that person now. I can just be like, what's up? And then go about my day and not feel obligated to like have a full catch up or whatever it is. But yeah, if my energy, like I go somewhere and my energy is like feeling funky, I'm like, oh, it's a no, like, let's go. Like, let's pivot, let's keep moving. Like, it's not here. Um, I wish everyone was like that. Stick it out. You know, I'm like, oh, I just need to stick it out. And then, no, like, <laughs> yeah, I truly, it would make everything so much easier. I where I've been in social spaces where I'm with people who I love and I, and, and I just feel like, oh, I, my body needs to tap out. I need to leave. 
and I'll, I'll voice it. Like I'm going to go. And then, you know, the reaction can sometimes be, Oh no, like what's the matter? Did we do something wrong? So I'm like, no, I just, I'm just going to go. But you know, it's, it's, <laughs> well, almost, <laughs> it's almost like I, I just really, you know, in an, in my ideal world, everyone would understand that everyone is on their own journey. So nothing is personal, you know, nothing is personal. I, I mean, I like, not to make this all about me, but I can just relate to this so it's much. Such a, oh, I, having, we're like, so fired up. Like yeah. I've had friends who are like, Valentina, people think you don't like them because you're not, you know, like actively engaging. I'm like, because I don't, I'm stop. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want I'm to literally, I'm literally just like my spirit feels really calm and just like an observer right now. So that's what I want to be. These expectations of what makes it's almost like what comes to mind is like manners. I feel like manners have fucked things up for so many people. And it's just like what makes other people feel comfortable, like because you are living your truth, whatever it is that you're doing and like not accommodating to them because I'm sure there's like some sort of social anxiety there or like their own projection of something like, yeah, I get that. I, yeah. I mean, it's my entire existence. A thousand percent. Like when I'm ready to go, I'm, I am out. Yeah. And then I'm sure when people are with you and they're like, okay, it's time to go. You're like, all right, bye. <laughs> Live your yeah, life. Live like, your best life. Go do exactly what you need to do. I've been thinking about getting a, a bike. Like I used to bike as a kid and I loved it. I've just been like a little cautious with Atlanta because it's wild here, but, um, I love the idea of just like hopping on my bike and leaving and like and going where take your, bar, <laughs> take your bike to, to okay. every gathering. <laughs> yeah. Just like having one more like modality of like, get on your bike and go girl. Like you do you right into the sunset. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, that's my next journey perhaps. So maybe you'll see me on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready for it. When I see you on your bike, I'm going to know. <laughs> she probably just later get those boundaries girl <laughs> yeah I mean I was having a con again back to the conversations I was having around this recently I had a friend that felt really hurt by by a no that I said and I've been when you're in this spiritual healing world for long enough it's kind of like you get mind boggled when you realize that there are certain people that you love that aren't introduced to these topics Right. It's like, whoa, like you don't know about about this. <laughs> like, you know, and people say no, it's it's a no. Um, it doesn't mean I don't love you. Good thing. It's like you tell me no and it sh it just shows me like, okay, like that was a space that like they were uncomfortable by, or like it just shows me a a better way where I could have a yes with you, or like again, like an authentic moment with you, like if that was a no. Like yeah. now I see it like cool like now I know you better because you made it clearer to me like what you're uncomfortable with Great. absolutely and the thing is that we do we live in a society where so many people learned to function off of guilt so a lot of people are saying yes because they think they should and because they don't want to make anybody uncomfortable but you know what that is that's just that means that our mo our motivation for our actions is fear. And as long as we're continuing to act from a place of fear, that's the only thing that we're multiplying. Even if you think you're showing up as love from a place of self-sacrifice is no, because the root of that 
plant is fear. So that there's only one thing that can amplify from that. And it's a bunch of people showing up inauthentically into relationship from a place of fear and everyone is abandoning themselves. It, to me, that's, that's how we got to where we are with the whole mental health crisis that is currently underway. Yeah. And I've like become more aware. So a lot of my practice, again, I've talked about this is like my own embodiment practice and a lot of like how I feel yeses and nos specific to me is like different places in my body. And a lot of that like started happening when I got off of birth control and was like, just really, you know, like finding, I was, I was trying to get the, to the root of like all of these systems. And I found that like birth control for me personally was just like blocking so much and I couldn't feel a lot of my body, you know, I was like very disconnected from my sacral. And there was also just a lot of trauma, like sexual trauma for me and also like that I have inherited, that I have felt in my body that I was like, I need to sit with this. And like to being a queer person, like what does being sexual and intimate look and feel like for me? And like, and that's kind of when things pivoted for me of like the slowness depending on the season and like working with the foods of the season. And then because of that, having a clearer idea of like, now I'm better able to track during certain times of the month, like when I will have more energy reserved because I'm at a certain point in my cycle. And like that way I know I can do more community engagement or like whatever I feel called to do at the time versus like, okay, I know if I'm PMSing, then like I'm probably not going to want to go do this like super exhaustive volunteer work or whatever it is because I can – previously was like overextending myself all the time and I can still get into that mindset but like I'm better able to see like where that energy can be put and it's also like if I'm doing that I can get something done way quicker like I'm better able to see where the energy can be met to my own strengths and like again my own modalities and that was like a really cool framework that I'm have and been sitting in um that's helped me significantly, honestly. I don't know if either of y'all have like done that with your cycle or synced up with the moon or like any of those things, but. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to the moon phases. My body, no, my body moves with the moon. I feel like such an animal. <laughs> I really do. And this is something that I've been waking up to more than ever is that the more I come back very similar to what you just said, the more that I, with breath work has been my modality, mm. come, the more I come back into my body, the more awake I become to my animal and the more like allergic I get to moving with a lot of these societal constructs. I mean, they're completely just robotic for me. Like I, I don't understand how, you know, so many people are still able to push through and function off the pace of society without tapping into their bodies and without tapping into the universal cycles of the moon, without tapping into the universe and, and really a, like aligning your body with all, with everything. Um, I can definitely tell when it's going to be a new moon, when it's going to be a full moon, my body, my body moves to that. And also as, uh, do you know human design? Yes. What is yours? Oh, okay. So I am a generator. Okay. I'm a non-specific generator. Okay. Um, 
And through my chart, I am like so community based. Mm. Um, but I also am like clairsentient in my body. So I have like a sense of knowing through like different spaces in my body. And it's like what brings me to like the very tactile work that I do. And a lot of like the textile work that I've been doing is because it's like allows me to come back to body like all the time. If I like have my blanket with me and like I have that frequency with me and like it helps me ground and like I can tap in. And so I wonder, wait, what are you, Valentina? Me and Paula are actually, so we don't know that. We're going to have someone on the podcast come in a few weeks and talk to us about this, but we're both projectors. Oh, yeah. Which okay. like the main thing they say about projection. We're, we're like, here to see, not not necessarily do. <laughs> no, they're no, here to the, they need a lot of rest. They yes. need a lot. And like that's the same thing. <laughs> Me and Paula are always like, dude, if we rest anymore, we're just not gonna be doing anything. Cause like our bodies require so I'm I can speak for me, you know. Yeah. I my body requires like very slow movements and mm-hmm. a lot of rest, which is so just backwards from how I was living for so long because I was matched up to, before I really learned to think for myself or before I got comfortable thinking for myself. Cause there, a part of me, and I think, I believe a lot of us, a part of all of us knows what we truly want, but we just learned to ignore that in order to fit in. We learned to ignore that in order to, to survive and to be seen. Right. Yeah. To survive. And, um, what was I saying with that? So before, so when you finally gave yourself permission to tap into your truth and your body, but uh, yeah, I was I was bringing that around to what? <laughs> now you let yourself rest instead of pushing through it. I love the sister dynamic. <laughs> I can't. This is okay. You want to know why I got distracted? Because I have these little hummingbirds flying on to the right of me, and I just feel a little bit of sadness in me that I had to close the window because. Then I'm. She's I been had to feeding take their them. food away. Yeah, I've been feeding them. them. I love that so I much. Know. <laughs> so before, yeah, I always when I really allowed myself to really, you know, like stop giving all. Like when I dropped all fucks very consciously and allowed myself to really come back home to myself and in my body, I realized, oh my gosh, like how are people functioning at this pace? How are and some people can, I guess, naturally, you know, if that's their flow, but just going back to so much of the structures that we live in are so just who made this up? This is not who we are. We are more animal than we are like cars. Like we treat ourselves like cars almost, you know, like when I don't feel like we're tapping back into ourselves enough. We're not listening to the wisdom that our, our bodies give us all the wisdom we need to know. A thousand percent. Every time, every time I'm seeking something outside of myself, I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, what are you like, what's going on here? Yeah. And you know, the- and I resist, you know, how it goes. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it today. <laughs> I don't want to have to like meditate and like do it today. And then I'm like, okay, give yourself like a minute, Meredith, like light a candle, sit on the ground. And then it like comes to me and I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Yes. So one, so my best friend is a projector and what I know about projectors and also in relation to me as a generator, we, we get to define our experiences by saying no to things because like the clearer we can get with our nose, like the more defined our yeses become. 
And so like, that's where your energy gets more and more aligned. And so there are oftentimes I find things coming at me that I'm just like, no, 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 like, no. And then they become like more nuanced and I'm like, oh, like kind of, but like, Mm -hmm. not quite. And then I found like the more, again, like the more I say no to those or like redefine them, then I get these like amazing yeses that I feel like my body light up and I'm like, great, like love this opportunity. Often it's something super weird for me as a generator. So this might be different than a projector, but I'm like, I have no idea why I'm saying yes to this. Like it's kind of how beekeeping came along. I was like, bees are super cool. Like I really like farming. I have no idea what's going on. So great, but like we're here and that's been a part of my current journey, but I'm also seeing this like large piece of like restructuring how we operate around land and like as humans like how are we co-creating and facilitating you know our spaces our communities like our mental health whatever it is with the land because like we can't do it separately from that and now I'm seeing a lot of my mission like with communities like finding these pockets and spaces and like helping people build these communities like with land-based modalities you know and like in sustainable ways and it's super fun because I also like the freedom to just like again bounce like I don't want to build this space but I can like weave people together and then like love it and then I can go home and sleep (laughs) (laughs) that was an important part of the day (laughs) (laughs) this is the no podcast I've been wanting to do a podcast on boundaries this is it's it's so important. Um, and yeah, I'm curious, what are the, the parallels that you've noticed as your connection to the land, as you foster that connection to the land, that conscious connection to the land and your mental health journey? I think it's allowed me to sit further into my own queerness um, because queerness is so gray and every everyone defines it so differently and I, I just love that. And I think the land in and of itself has a way of just like adapting. And like, there's so much like interdependence at play where like I grow something outside. Like I, I planted these like sugar snap peas on my front porch. And so I live in a house, I live upstairs and I have a downstairs neighbor underneath me. And we have like a big porch and we share it. And um, we just like plant a bunch of stuff and like let them grow and we kind of foster each other. And I planted these like sugar snap peas and over the course of a few weeks, I saw that they started like reaching towards his window and were like growing up his like window bars, like on the front of his house. And it was just such a reminder that like we all coexist and I can't like, he's taught me how to slow down and be more mindful. Um, Cause he's lived He's lived in this house for like over 10 years and he grew up in Chicago and he takes care of his mother downstairs. And so like his dynamic is vastly different than my own dynamic. And I'm so grateful to him because he like challenges me politically and like just in so many ways and teaches me to be a better neighbor and like caretaker and facilitator. And, um, and so I just think that like accountability and, and interdependence is like so important. And, and so many of my like queer relationships too, I consider them 
my platonic partners, you know, like my platonic soulmates, like we get to redefine intimacy. And just because like, I have peers and friends that I'm not necessarily sexual with doesn't mean that I'm not intimate with and that I don't like have this deepened sense of community and accountability with them because they're not my quote unquote like romantic partner, you know, and like the nature is so accustomed to just working together in so many different facets and like getting to know the bees like it's such a collective effort like everything they do they all these little tasks and like they just build these worlds and and like today for instance I got to go help out on somebody's farm and they have chickens alongside their bees because the chickens basically clean up where pests could come into the hives and like contaminate the hives so the chickens come up and like eat all the beetles um, on the ground that could like weave their way inside and kill the bees. And they just do it because like they do, you know, they're not like asking something of someone because like, oh, I did this for you. Now you owe me. Like they just, it's, it's just very sweet and kind. And there's just something so grounding about it, you know? I love that so much. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's so conscious, you know, because it's, just going back to when you are so conscious within yourself and know that you are on your own journey and really see how how strong and fragile and vulnerable and we're we're all these things we can really acknowledge that in the other, in the other people that we're involved with we can be really conscious in the relationship and the partnership that we have with them and it's just let it's ba- it's rooted in deep respect. And when you really acknowledge someone else's human existence and really acknowledge their journey, it's hard to meet them with anything other than love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, I think a lot of my own shadow is based in judgment and judgment out of experience that is just different than my own. And I've like been checked so hard on that because I'm like, well, like, where is that judgment coming from? It's just because I don't understand it you know? And yeah, I just often it's like, well, instead of just jumping to the conclusion of like a a judgment, like, can you just ask more questions? Like, can you ask them if they have the capacity to like answer questions about you? And if they don't have the capacity, like, can you find a movie or a book or like do your own research and like come back maybe with more information to share? You know, it's like, it's often just a lens of it makes us feel uncomfortable, you know, and sometimes we don't like that. And we just want to like put up a blind eye and continue about our day and, and stick to our own truth. But like these varying truths can all exist at the same time. And often now a lot of my friends are incredibly different than me in so many ways. And I love that. And I love that about them. And I love that for them because it's authentically them. And that's like how I know I'm like, oh, that's your fucking, you're living your best life. And like, that is not what my best life would look like, but I'm so glad that you're doing it that way. And that's the cool part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of deep respect for the other can only come when you start developing it for yourself. That's the only way. And as you were talking about nature and the parallels with mental health, what was coming up for me with, with the whole interdependence and how compassionate and forgiving and allowing the natural world is and communal, each aspect of the natural world plays its function in a very particular way. 
without expecting another aspect of the natural world to function in the exact same way it does. The natural world instinctively understands that the differences is what allows that whole creation to come together versus for humans, right? And this is where a lot of our mental health struggles have come from. We've created these societies, as Valentino was saying earlier, with the being robotic aspect, these societies where everyone is expected to show up in a very similar way, function on a similar schedule, produce at a similar rate. And when somebody can't give that, they either get shamed or even people telling you like, oh, you don't love me because you're not showing up for this. I would show up for this, right? But when in reality, it's no, like we all function differently. You know, we're talking about human design. We all have different types of energy output. All of our energy moves differently. And that's supposed to weave a beautiful dance together if we open up space to recognizing that. But the only way that we can recognize that in another is if we give ourselves radical permission to honor that our energy moves differently, to honor that our needs are different. Once we allow ourselves that, we can allow it in the other. Totally. And it's just like so much stronger that way. Because if everyone's moving at exactly the energy and speed that they need, then like it'll get done so much quicker and more efficiently. You know what I mean? It's like if everyone's operating where they're at, then like they're in their pocket of authenticity and they're just going to be like, vibing there you know like when I'm operating at my speed like I can get like quote-unquote work done or like an illustration done or sewing done like fairly quickly because it means that like I've eaten well I've slept well like I've done community stuff you know like I've filled my container with friends and family like in the ways that worked for me and now my body feels excited and wants to make a drawing or something, you know, whereas I'm not like pulling something out of me that doesn't even exist. That's so real. I love that. My body feels excited. Yeah. I can go from like sloth to CEO in a day. You just give me time. <laughs> like, <laughs> tr- truly. And Meredith, you're a Capricorn, right? Yes. I've actually oh, yeah. said that Aries and Capricorn, I mean, Aries, Aries and Capricorn remind me of each other a bit. Where like, I really can't, I'm like, and just let me do nothing for a hot minute. And then max two hours, I will literally knock out everything I could have done in a week. This is why I think that's just a bullshit nine to five work days for fucking what, dude? My first corporate job, we literally, this is wild, whatever. We would watch YouTube for like a few hours when we had nothing to do. And our director knew that. Our director knew that. So I'm like, you are, you're paying us to sit here to watch YouTube because you just know that we're supposed to be here from nine to five. What? It's like no one is quite, I mean, not no one. A lot of people are starting to question. A lot of the structures are starting to fall and we're seeing that shift. But it's like, there's so many, we need to like really, really, really start questioning them. Like, why, why do we do what we do? Why do we think that we need to operate in this certain way? Why do we think that we need to work from Monday through Friday? Why do we, we can redefine that. And I started messing around with that on my own terms of like writing out how many hours a week and how many days a week I really wanted to work. Hmm. And I do more now than I've ever done before. And I work less now than I've ever worked before. And it's because I was audacious enough to believe that I could and believe that, you know, not that it was going to take all this hustle and grind to get it all done, but because I'm going to redefine 
what this human existence is going to be like. I'm going to, I'm going to call it out. And so it is, you know, like we really do have more of a say in our own reality and what we create in front of us. And when, then we think we do. And I say this all the time that we have no idea how powerful we truly are. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment during the pandemic. I was like, man, like, I don't know where my next, like, I don't know where I'm going to get money next or like what's going to happen next. And like, walking outside and my next door neighbor who I'm now beekeeping with has chickens and she dropped off like all these eggs on my front porch after I had helped her get her swarm of bees out of a tree and only because I was taking out the trash for my neighbor I was like I'm gonna be a good neighbor and like roll the trash can down to the street whatever and I hate doing it and I was like (laughs) I'm just gonna do it because I did that, I saw her with this like giant fishnet looking thing. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but this looks legit. So I ran and got my camera and I came back and I was like, hey, like, I know I don't know you very well, but what's going on? And like, can I photograph this? And she was like, my bees are swarming in the trees. And I was like, incredible. Great. It's like a cartoon. Um, and so again, I was like, okay, because I'm being present, this is happening. And then I came back and she's like, Meredith, thank you so much for coming over today. I left you something on the front porch and like gave me this whole plate of eggs. And they were like bright blue and green and eggs like colors I've never seen before because her chickens are different colors and they lay different colored eggs. And I was just like, okay, I see something here. Like this is what's happening. And because I've just been doing that more now, it's just coming to me. And again, I don't necessarily know where any of this is leading, but like I am thoroughly loving each and every day because I, so I went thrifting and I found Cheryl Crow CD and it was $1 popped it in every day is a winding road is on there. And I pretty much listen to that song on repeat like every day because I wake up and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's a winding road everything Give it up to god <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true but like i've always wanted that for my life i never wanted to be stuck in the nine to five i never wanted to go to the same space every day like i want every day to be a journey and it is and some days i'm like did i really call this in and i did but i'm always like so thankful so i love that we really do cultivate our own realities fully believe that Truly. And it starts really feeling like a game. Like what you just said is like, okay, I see what's going on here. When you really start to become conscious of those moments and be really present, it's almost like the future falls away, the past falls away, and all that exists is literally right now. And you're completely aware of how you got to this moment. You're aware of almost like the algorithm of the universe. A thousand percent. I watched The Matrix for the first time last year, and then I was like, my life is over. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it all now. Yeah. You know. Fully. <laughs> Fully. I was like, I just got eggs on my doorstep. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, dancing I won. again, and I keep kind of bringing art into this because my initiation into abstract thinking, nonlinear thinking, was an art practice, mm. and that's when I started realizing that. I mean, I've had like 20 awakenings and each time I'm like, this is the awakening. It's like, oh no, that was just like the tippy toe, the tippy tippy toe. But um, I don't even know like what 
Yeah. yeah. It's just a constant unfolding. It's a lifestyle. And I remember I, I, I was in grad school and we wrote a, um, they had us write a career progression article. We were in a career counseling course and they wanted us to kind of, okay, write about how a career develops. How do you develop a career? And mine ended up being about the ways in which career progression parallels abstract art, because I had that experience with art. Most other people in my class had a very linear description, and that's what we've been taught. And it also keeps a lot of people living in fear, because if these things aren't happening on this time, it's like they're just you're trying to control the way that everything is unfolding and you're not allowing any room for the universe to meet you there. Versus like when you're making abstract art, when you're making a painting, you start, the material starts showing you how, okay, you start with these fundamental basic raw materials and you put a mark down and then you put another mark down. And then sometimes you think that the mark you put down was a mistake, mm-hmm. but instead of sitting, instead of trying to erase it, art teaches you to emphasize it even more. And the moment that you emphasize it, then the material shows you, okay, now this is the new direction. And then before you know it, it's this dialogue between you and the material and a piece comes to life that you could never have planned for. And that is the way that I learned to view career progression. And even at times that I might forget that, like being able to come back to that realization and say like, no, this is all unfolding one step at a time, but you have to be present for it. And you have to actively deconstruct the narratives that society is telling us that life is going to pan out linearly and we have to plan every single piece of it. Absolutely. And I think something too about like, I know like working through painting specifically for me, like when I do quote unquote, make a mistake, I get like pissed. I'm like, oh, I'm pissed right now. Like I just messed this up. And this happens like every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but it also teaches me to like move through the emotion of it. You know, it's like, because I'm pissed, I have to actively continue to work through it. And then often it becomes my favorite part of the painting. That's happened. You know yeah, I mean? that has happened to me so many times. And I look back and I'm like, ah, remember when I thought that was a mistake? And then it became like really cool, weird shape with like different colors and like textures. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. But at the time, it's like I actively have to work through it. Like I can't just stop and paint over it. Like it doesn't work that way. And yeah, it reminds me of like the healing process when you like get that sticky tension and you're like, what is that? Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, let me just like push it to the side a little bit. And it just like keeps coming back. You can't, you have to like actively move through it. Like you actually have to sit with it and process that in order to get to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. That shit sucks. This reminds (laughs) me of, (laughs) this reminds me of a conversation that I was recently having with Amanda Johnson, who was on our podcast and is the founder of Awaken Village Press. She, and other people have said it before, but she's the one who introduced me to the concept of contractions before the expansion. Mm. You know, it's every time you get that contraction where it's like, oh, you know, it's like, can we, how do we stick with it, process it, integrate it, and then see the absolute expansion that comes afterwards. And even with the birthing process, you literally have contractions before you birth a whole human. It's like the pulse of, 
you know, even the mm-hmm. heartbeat, it's everything yeah. in the universe is, is like that. So I remind myself now too, when I'm going through those moments of like, uh, it's like, no, this is, this is growth. This is the growth. This is, we're about to grow. We're about yeah. to grow and just reframing and like, that every time. Like someone encouraging. Cause I think now I say that now, cause I feel like I just went through like a huge birthing process and I'm like slightly on the other side, but at least now we have foresight to know that like, okay, we've been here before in some regard, like we've been through this like budding process and as much as it is very sticky and annoying and uncomfortable, it does lead to like immense expansion. And the more we do it, like just blooms even more and more and more. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It goes back to that, like eggs on the front porch thing. I'm like, okay, if I can get eggs on the front porch, like what else is coming my way? Five million dollars, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I'm manifest a gold nugget. Gold nuggets on the porch. You know what? I I was in a yoga class yesterday and I often feel a ton of energy moving through my body. And I first discovered that when I started doing um, body-based meditation, I was just like, whoa, what is this? You know? And it, you know, in some ways you could think that that's anxiety. <laughs> Maybe I'm just Some saying. people might call it <laughs> drama. <laughs> what I call it. <laughs> but it's a ton of energy moving through my body a lot of the time. And I was in this yoga class yesterday and I was just like putting all of it into my workout. Valentina see me work out. (laughs) I wish we had a YouTube video of this. We would go viral. That is what we need to promote pretty mental. We finally get all the things we needed. I legit, I legit, I will legit sprint on a Stairmaster. I literally thought Paula, like (laughs) every time I've seen her work out, she's going to break this machine. Paula's going to break this stairmaster. I'm like, who the fuck are you trying to kill right now? She literally is like, it's wild. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, but right. But if you don't move that energy, you can think that's anxiety, right? Because it's like vibrating, pulsing in your body. And I guess Sebastian has a similar thing. Our brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god. He's always talking about his you body might. is pulsing. <laughs> I actually feel his energy when I'm with him. I feel the cells vibrating in his yeah. body. His is really yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And he's a powerful I'm person. Like you're the same. I'm so curious about how you're the same human design, but there's still like intricacies of human design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'll that get a full. Yeah. We need to get an astrologer, a human design person. Well, we have Maddie coming on next week or the week after or something like that. So, and I'm going to give her our charts before she comes on. Hopefully she can give us some insights. Nice. Um, but yeah. But yeah. So let me circle back to my story, which like I keep not reaching the end of it. <laughs> so I'm in yoga and there's all this energy and I'm like, Jesus, like this is such an intense yoga session. Like I'm doing all the poses, like, you know, all kinds of lines <laughs> happening, just everything's happening. And I'm like, Whoa, like what if a lot of the time that we think that we are anxious, it's actually that we're just not allowing our power out. We're not allowing the life force that's trying to move through us out in whatever, in creative expression and making art and whatever, and speaking your truth. Like what if, what if the anxiety that we feel that uncomfortable pulsating (laughs) is us trying to resist 
our energy flow from happening. Could very well be the case. I believe that. I believe that because it's almost like when you try to bottle up inspiration, it almost is like a, a, a pressure cooker is what's coming to mind, you know? And it's like when you, when you open that up and allow yourself to like authentically blah, like come out as exactly as you want to be with no limitations and nothing. It's like, I mean, endless energy, endless energy. For sure. It's like whenever I like jump off cliffs and like, you go through phases of like deep riding and like reconstructing and then like finding how I want to share some of those writings on my social and feeling super nervous when I know I'm like about to jump off a cliff of like sharing something really vulnerable, but knowing I need to share it and then like making the post and then sometimes crying or like having like an adrenaline rush as if I had just worked out, you know? And I'm like, clearly I needed to do that. Like I just released that into the world, which was like expansion for me. And regardless of what comes with the outcome, I know that that's like was right for me to share and will find whoever it needs to find, you know, even if it's seemingly not a lot of people or whatever. Um, Yeah. And then do you notice that then uh, your body feels energetically lighter and more open after doing that? Definitely. Yeah. And clearer. And then it allows me to see like, oh yeah, because I did that now I have like, again, the spaciousness to allow for this other piece to be made or like me to focus my energy here, you know, like often it's just, again, like unpacking something that like, I just don't want to carry anymore. And for me, writing does that a lot. And sometimes I draw something out first and then words come to me because I'm very visual. So like I'll draw something out and then I'll have like a channeled message of words that comes because I drew something and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. And then other times it's just like stream of consciousness in the morning, journaling, writing, whatever. And that helps me like find the clarity and like get the energy out and then channel that into something else. But it's been a lot of pivoting and just like, again, more fluidity. And I think it can happen. These like creative containers can happen in so many ways, so many ways. And I think our generation too is like, it's, it's everything. Everything we're doing now is, is like of a creative endeavor, I feel. And like a complete restructuring of how it was done before. Um, so we're often like carving the paths for ourselves that are like very individualized, but also like for the collective. At yes. the same time. I love that. I had this thought today as I was on my run about how every, well, okay. First, this is what spurred it, which you actually mentioned in this talk earlier was birth control, right? Mm. And it didn't, it detached you from your body. So I met this girl last night who was on birth control for 15 years and she, all she just kept crying last night. She kept crying and crying because mm. she's getting off of it. And she was like, I am more detached from my body. Like, I don't even, she's like, I'm here, but I'm not even here. You know, she, she's just so detached from her body. She's like, I don't even know who I'm attracted to anymore. I don't even know what I like. I don't even know, like I'm having to really, really relearn myself. And, or she was saying how she wanted to write a book about her experience getting off of birth control after this, because she didn't have anyone to look up to. Like there was, there's barely any info out there. There may be, you know, I'm sure on the, on the web, but it's not like super well known about how, how birth control detaches you from your body. And is like very, very traumatic. And so what we kept telling her last night is like, you know, allowing her to experience what she needed to experience, but also like be very soft with yourself at this time. And then on my run, what came to me was 
oh, this is the generation that's really, really facing their trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's not just some people who have trauma. Like we've all got trauma and trauma doesn't have to be this big loaded word. It's like, it's part of the human existence and we're the ones who are actually facing it. So, wow, we have to be really gentle with ourselves, all of us, as we go through our journeys and start deconstructing everything that is not us. It can be very shattering and very, you know, like, whoa, when you really start waking up to facing yourself. A thousand percent, because it's like our inner critics can be so mean, at least mine can. And like the Capricorn in me is like, you need to be doing more. You need to be on your hustle. You know, you need to be like checking these boxes off. And I still do that. I love my boxes. But like just the amount of like self-compassion and graciousness that I am better able to give myself now is tenfold because it is, it's just so tender, you know? So I have so many peers now where like I've been on this journey for a bit of time. I have peers that have been on it longer than me that kind of like scooped me up and like helped me elevate. And now like I feel very called again to like continue this ripple with many other of my peers and like help facilitate in some ways. And I just like often remind them, I'm like, it's so uncomfortable and it's so hard. And like, I just want you to know that you are valid in like whatever you are feeling and just take that time with yourself. You know, like if that's you taking a bath and like doing nothing else the rest of the day, like, okay, you know, like that's fine too. And also like, if you are struggling, like, let me know. And like, I can let you know where I'm at and I can like bring food if I have the capacity, you know, or like, again, the web of like, we're all doing this in different ways. And like, these are the ways that I can meet you and let you know that like, you're not alone. And I'll let you know if I don't, I just don't have the capacity because maybe I'm going through like my emotional wave at the same time, but I can send you to somebody else that might be able to better help. And that to me is like also super empowering to be like, yeah, like we both feel like shit in different regards, but like we're doing it at the same time, you know? But yeah, the level of like graciousness, like I love the word grace because it's, oh, that's, that's been a tough one for me, for sure. I don't know if I ended up saying this when I opened up the portal in the beginning, but I actually wrote that in my notes was opening or meeting ourselves with grace because that's actually what came through to me when I was looking through your Instagram. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like the, the tenderness is something I can really sing into. So I'm a cancer rising. Oh, so like, me too. Mar- mm-hmm. yeah. okay. I'm a, I'm a cancer moon. moon. Cancer moon. Okay. Yeah. And we're in this can Yeah. This cancer moon has me like all over the place. Oh, new um, moon and cancer today. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, but it makes me like weep at it, anything like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I can be like very cold and removed sometimes, but then also this cancer energy just like has been highly emotional as well. But yeah, again, it comes back to boundaries. Cause I'm like, if I tell you no, like, no, I can't meet you there, but I can meet you here. Great. You know, or like, no, I'm actually going through this whole thing myself, but my friend so-and-so would love to help facilitate this thing. Yeah, I just, I love that stuff. Now we're all meeting each other's needs in ways that feel lovely for us. And authentic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And recognizing that if anybody 
shames you or guilts you or try, you know, makes you feel bad for putting down a boundary, the the way to counteract that within yourself, right? Because I'm that truly, since we are social beings, that can cause anxiety. That can it causes some level of distress to hold your ground when someone is meeting you like that to your nose. So it's just having that internal dialogue of like, okay, you know what? This has nothing to do with me. This person just hasn't met themselves authentically yet and they don't know how to honor their boundaries so this isn't for me to carry Mm -hmm. totally totally and that takes like an unpacking in and of itself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. layers and layers and layers to this (laughs) it never (laughs) ends (laughs) the everlasting gobstopper this human journey meredith before we ask you our last question what's your moon oh yeah so i'm a capricorn sun virgo moon Mm, cancer right it's a lot of wow lots of earth yeah. Earth. Yeah. I got a lot of earth. Mm. Um, I love, I love it. I'm, I'm sitting on the floor right now. Like I am always sitting on the floor and the ground. So part of last year for me was like bringing people to like, I'm like, come to the park with me as I always am. Come to the cemetery. I'm always here. And then it became like socially acceptable. And I was like, yes. Yes, that's. I feel the same way. I feel like people are always asking me to go out at night, and I'm like, "Can you lay in the grass with me at two p.m. in the day?" Like, exactly. That, please. I'm like, is the sun setting? I'm home. Yeah. Like, yeah. It hits yeah. eight p.m. and my this is when I start feeling like such an animal. Like I really do move with the fuck the sun. It hits eight p.m. and I shut off. I shut off. Like it's almost as if if someone were to take a hand and put it directly in front of my face. That's how I feel. Like the energy just stops. Like in my body, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, time to go. <laughs> oh my god, Valentina. Fully. Oh, I love it. Okay. I feel it so deeply. So, what we ask everyone in this podcast is what is mental health for you right now? Hmm. I think mental health for me right now is allowing myself to give my body exactly what it needs. And by like exactly what it needs, like, I wasn't like eating meat for a while and like I did like pretty rigid things and I needed all of those things at the time. And then a couple weeks ago I woke up and I was like, I want to start eating meat. And I did. And I was like, I think I might join a gym. And like I was doing things very quote unquote holistically and I still do a lot of those things, but I've just been finding in my body that I'm creating different stuff and it may not look like everyone else's version of like the clean mental health route, but this is the route that I just feel my body needs. And like, I don't have to justify that. And I think that was a really cool moment for me. Cause I was like, Whoa, like I just want to start eating meat all of a sudden. And then I ate meat and my body like lit up and I was like, okay, like I needed that protein. And that was that. And like, obviously I'm going to continue to be mindful about like where I'm getting things and all of this stuff. But yeah, for me right now, it's just been like more permission giving to be like exactly my body as it needs. And then if that changes, then just changing because it's my body and nobody else knows what I'm feeling. And again, it allows me to like see other people where they're at and we all have such different needs at different times. And so like, I think just like the bodily autonomy is where I'm at and that feels really cool. Um, and just like giving less fucks <laughs> about it. I love that. that. I love yeah. that. It reminded me of this, this song that I learned when I was 
like middle school. I was like, my body's nobody's body, but mine. I've got my, or you've got your body. Let me have mine. Oh, that's such a cool song. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. 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 Cause like, we're all going to just do what's best for us, yeah. you know? And yeah. we are all vastly different people. And that is great. <laughs> if we were all the same, it would be super boring. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't even make sense. No, no. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like it was a winding road. So Cheryl would be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> she really would. It's exactly what we wanted. <laughs> and where can everyone find you to follow your journey, follow your art, follow? Yeah, it's just Meredith and White. Yeah, on Instagram, and that's my website. Wait, um, can you say it one more time? Oh, yeah. Uh, Meredith Ann White. It's my full name. Yeah, keep it easy. Because again, I'm super visual. So I like to see people's names. And I will remember them. Because I know people's like AIM screen names from middle school, but I can't remember their like, first name. And I'm like, Okay, but I knew that you were like soccer girl 212. So like, <laughs> yeah, just my name. Amazing. Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you for being so you, so you, because it really does give other people, and I can speak for myself, me permission to be more me. When we see other people just be so audaciously themselves, we see, oh, like it feels good. It's, it's almost like the mirror neuron situation, right? Where we're like, it feels good to see someone do that. And it, it gives us permission to, to do that within ourselves. So, and you put it perfectly in, in one of your captions being the vessel of change. It's like in this lifetime, that's really who you are here to be. And I really, really see that. And I love that. And I honor that. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you all so much for having me. And I, I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah, it'll come out Monday. Monday. Amazing. Thank you. Bye, you man. Have a new moon evening. Thank yes. you. Sending so much you love. Too. Thank you, Meredith. Mwah. Bye, love. Bye. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We love you with our whole souls. We're so happy that you were able to dive in on that journey with me, Meredith, and Paula. Yeah, we honor you guys so deeply for being here and being a part of this journey with us. We love you so much. And just know that every single part of you is welcome here in these conversations, in this community. You are welcome here. And don't forget to tune in Mondays at 6 a.m. EST. We love you guys. Los queremos mucho. And be kind to yourselves. Peace out. Bye.